Welcome to A Deeper Life with the Flowers. I am Caleb. And I'm Ellie. We are so glad that you're here to join us today. Um, the A Deeper Life with the Flowers is brought to you by Flowers Coaching. And Ellie, today is a very exciting day because... It's the day after launch day. It's the day. day after launch day. <laughs> so for the first time in the history of our website, you can go on to it and actually do something. Um, there's... Click a button. There's buttons. There's There's a lot of buttons. I had to make all the buttons. That's why I said that. But um, so we just set up our website so that you can sign up. Um, we're offering some slots for one-on-one coaching. Uh, Ellie's offering some social media coaching. And then I have um, some inquiries if you are interested in weddings or premarital counseling. Um, anything else you want to say about the website? About the website? Well, I just or, want... or just in general. Yeah. In general. The exciting news that we have yes. this new year. So on there you will see for one-on-one coaching that there is a limited time that you can sign up. And this is because the way we're doing it is like a three-month program. So you're doing six sessions over the span of three months. And we really want, first of all, there's limited spots. So even if it gets filled before then, then we'll close it. Um, and this is because we want to serve people the best we can and not overwhelm ourselves. Um, and then also the time limit is because we want to focus on those three months, um, with the people who have signed up and, um, just really focus on, you know, our program. Yeah. What, what you could accomplish in three months Yep. and you know, some spots are already taken. So that's exciting. So exciting. Um, and for social media, which is fun, and then also one-on-one coaching for yeah. both of us. Yeah. And so if you um, are, you know, you're, we're about a week into the new year, and one of the things that I do a lot is I'll uh, have a couple months go by, and I'll look back over the year to sit, set the goals and see how I'm doing and keeping track of those things. Um, this is a great opportunity to do that because you're going to have someone who can help keep you accountable um, to do that throughout the whole time. So get on there, check it out. Also pay close attention to our social media accounts next couple weeks. We're going to be giving away some free things um, as kind of part of this launch phase that you're not going to want to miss out on. Um, And so, yeah, check out that. So without further ado, we'll get into today's episode. Um, Man, we're coming right off of, we're like at the tail end here of Christmas break, I guess, and going back to school. And... I, what a wild time. <laughs> I think when we had about a week there, we had all, all four of the kids at home and it was a lot of fun, you know, do Christmas, New Year's, the whole thing. But there were some times in there where it was like, this is just exhausting and crazy. And so we were talking about today, like, do we have any good stories from that time that we want to like tell everybody that was just funny or, or sad or crazy? And uh, we have a crazy story that happened, it actually happened the week before Christmas break, right? I don't remember. We'll say it happened over Christmas break. Sure. Actually, I don't think it did. But um, (laughs) it happened in December. It happened in December. So a couple weeks ago, um, Ellie's upstairs making chicken noodle soup. I'm downstairs with all three of the little boys. And then the baby is up with Ellie in a swing while she's cooking dinner. And I'm playing with the uh, the three. I'm playing with the youngest in like kind of the main room. And the other two boys are playing in their room. And just a reminder, youngest. So Killian's two months youngest who his name's MJ is 19 almost 19 months mm-hmm. I guess at this time 18 months and two and four two and four and so the two and four year old are playing in their room I'm hanging out with the 19 month old and then Ellie's upstairs with the baby and so 
you know, it's it's crazy. Like I've already had to deal with. Like, we have marker on the walls that I've already had to deal with. You know, this that afternoon, and you know, them climbing up into this closet that was in like this other room. And so I go in there and I check on them every now and then. And one of the th- I go in there and they're like in their closet up on their dresser playing. And I was like, guys, get down from there. That's like not safe. Blah blah blah. Leave the room again. Um, and then I just am out there and I hear this like big thud that happened out of nowhere and one of my kids starts screaming and I was like oh no so I run in there and uh Roman the oldest is laying on the ground with his hands on his head and the there's like a bed frame that's laying (laughs) right next to him and what I you know looking like a metal like a metal bed bed frame. frame like we they got new bed frames so we took the old one we got from Walmart and put it up in the closet and I look over in the closet, and the two-year-old is, like, looking through this little crack next to where the bed frame came out. And he's just, like, staring at me, and his, like, his mouth is, like, he just looks shocked. And so Roman's screaming, and so I pick him up. And as I pick him up, I see this, like, dark thing fall out of his hair. And I was like, oh, here we go. And so we get upstairs, and I, like, I, did I even say anything to you? Nope. I didn't say anything to Ellie. I was just in like full go, go, go mode. So I get him on the toilet. But of course, I mean, he was screaming. He was screaming he for was me. He was screaming very he loud. Was like, yeah. mommy. And this could have meant anything. It could have meant he was in trouble. It could have meant something small happened. Yeah. So, so I set him up on the sink in the bathroom because that's where kind of we go when these things happen. And his head is just gushing blood. I mean, I, every time I've told this story to someone, they're always like, oh, yeah, you know, head injuries. That's like they really bleed that much. And I had I had no idea, like, how much it yeah. actually bleeds. And so I, like, am putting, like, toilet paper on it and stuff. And then Ellie comes in and just freaks out. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I had no calm in me. It's just different when it's a head injury and there's so much blood. And when there's so much blood, you can't see how bad it is. Uh huh. So like when he has hair, you know, it's and stuff too, yes, and like, so it's hard to look through his. He has thick black hair, and it's just blood everywhere. And he was relative. I mean, he was upset, but then the moment he like you took the towel off of his head to put another one on, and he saw how much blood it was. Yeah, he was. He started shaking. He was so distraught. Yeah, and then <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but. Um, when they were playing in his room, and you know, if you have a four-year-old, you probably get this. But he was—I think they were playing some kind of like shark pool-themed game in their little two and four-year-old worlds. Because he took off all of his clothes and he put on his swimming suit. So I—I yes. I just have this four-year-old. So it's like snow outside, freezing <laughs> December, Colorado weather, and he's just in his bathing suit and bleeding from his head. And so um, eventually, I. After I run downstairs to get the other two kids because we're like we're thinking we're all four of us are gonna have to like go to urgent care or the hospital or wherever. Four of us, six of us, six of us, right? Four, all, all four of the kids. And so I go down there, and uh, the poor little nineteen-month-old, bless his heart, he's just sitting on the couch crying because I think he's probably scared about everything that happened. And this, this is probably my favorite moment from this whole thing. So the the nineteen-month-old is crying and just you can't so say upset. It's your favorite. And the the two year old is sitting next to him, and he just has his arm around him, and he's like, oh, "Okay, it's okay. Like it, everyone's gonna be okay." And he's just comforting him, and it's it was just so sweet, which is like rare for him. Yeah, like the, he has his sweet moments, but that would not be his like natural go to. No, his, his natural go to is to like kick you when you're down. 
<laughs> but but yeah, he was. It was so cute how he was comforting him, and so I get them up there. I think he must have known it was a big deal, and I think he felt bad knowing. Oh yeah, well he he, d- he does feel bad because he freaks out here in a minute, and it's a little. It gets a little. It gets wilder. Um, so we, I call my sister. She's on her way over, so she can watch the kids. So we don't all have to go together. And then I'm like calling urgent cares to figure out who is the shortest wait time. And what time they closed? Because it was nighttime. Yeah, it was nighttime. It was the weekend. Um, and so we eventually just make the call. We're gonna go to the emergency room. And so I'm like trying to get Roman's clothes on, and he's like, "When I'm ready, when I'm ready." Just keeps, you know. So we get all the kids are upstairs. Eventually, I get Roman, and I'm like holding him, taking him out of the car, and he's crying. And then the two-year-old Justice, he freaks out. Yeah. I mean, he like I think he realized it's a big deal. His brother's really hurt, and he's like, "I want to go with you." He starts running around the house screaming, and in the process of that, he just runs right into the door. And gets like for three weeks after this, he had a massive black eye, <laughs> <laughs> like, like just massive black eye. So upset. Uh, now he's crying because his eye hurts. I got one kid in the car, you know, who's holding his head because his head's bleeding. I actually think we took we took Killian to the hospital with us too. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't left yeah. him yet. So Ellie's inside and getting him ready, and so we finally get out the door and on the way to the hospital. Um, Roman goes, what will you say? You, yeah, you? well, I was sitting in the back with him and, you know, next to him in his little car seat and he was holding his head with a little, not paper towel. It was like a little. Yeah, washcloth wash or whatever cloth, now. Yeah, because yeah, the bleeding had at this point stopped by a bunch. Yeah. So he's holding it and he's like, mommy, I don't want to be around justice anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Which. This is not the first time that Justice has, like, and we love this kid, and, you know. Like we said, his first go-to is not to, like, comfort like he did with his little brother earlier in the story. He's just wild. Yeah. Yeah, so he's just wild, and it, yeah. So, long story short, I guess at the end of this, uh, just glue, no stitches, no staples. Um, Glue's still there, but he's able to get his hair cut because his hair was a little funny at the time, and... Yeah, everything everything's been been good since. And by then. the time we got to the emergency room, which is like a three minute drive, he was like not crying anymore. Yeah, yeah. So he was just standing there, and we like we're like, is this even a? Should we go <laughs> <Yes>. home? <laughs> Should we just tape it? Uh, watched watched the Grinch in the hospital room, and we got really lucky because I don't think I think we were there for less than forty five minutes. Oh, it was which the has never happened before. Yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, it was awesome. And my sister who. I was watching him. Uh, I think what I forgot what she said exactly, but she like texted us and was like, "I asked Justice what happened, and he said that he pushed the bed frame over <laughs> onto Roman's head." He <laughs> so he up. he fessed up, and then when we got home, he was like, "Sorry," and it was yeah, a little sweet Hug, hugged, and, yeah. and Roman has since then been around Justice. So and he's. It's probably been close to a month now, and to this day, he still is like, I have an owie on my head. Like, yeah. tells Justice, like, not to hurt him. Well, it's, he's like, I still have an owie on my head. And you can feel the oh, you can still see the it. glue and see it. And so, yeah, yeah, it makes sense that he can he can feel that way. That's fine. He had to, he had to go to the hospital. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's our that's one of the many fun stories. That's the probably best the one part of all this is Roman was adopted by this point. It hadn't even been a month. It had been like, thank God. It had been like yes. two weeks, but that meant that we didn't have to call 
um, like a social worker. There didn't have to be like a report filled I mean, out. We've had we've had situations like this before. In, in case you don't know a lot about foster care, but we've had situations like this before where we've had to be investigated yep. by the county for child abuse because yep. you know. And and that's like not a small deal. Like it is on our, our permanent records. Like when Caleb had to fill out his job to work at a school, and it said, "Have you ever been investigated for a?" For child abuse, we had to put yes. Yeah, and then, and then I had to explain why. And it was not founded child abuse, but we were investigated, we're investigated for, for it. it. Yeah, yeah. So that is a that is a little. If you're thinking about becoming a foster parent, that is a little bit of risk that you <laughs> put yourself out there for. And I don't know anybody who's done it for. I mean, we're coming up on four years who that has not happened to. And granted, we also know some people who were abusing their foster children. Yeah. So then in those terrible situations, but. So, there's a reason that they do that. Yeah. 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 Well, that was kind of a downer <laughs> way to end that story, but. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not like a fun story anyways. No. No. But there are funny. Welcome to our life. Yeah. There are funny moments in Chicken noodle soup is great. You know, Instacart gave us the wrong, uh, not Instacart, King Super's pickup gave us the wrong type of noodles. So it was, you know, but. But anyway, well, that was uh, that's not it for today. We have other things that we're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, shifting gears. We here. have we listen. We've gotten a lot of lot of feedback. I think about people liking hearing about our lives. Yes. So whether that's you or not, then we'll we'll get into that. So um, are you you want to talk to me about this since it's like my story that we're talking about today? Sure. Okay. Am I the host? Yeah, you be the host. Ooh, I'll be the uh, I'll be the interviewee. Okay, Caleb Daniel flowers you didn't you, say my the, my craig my stage name is caleb daniel craig flowers but <laughs> I know. I that's, that's okay I was like, no um so you lost your job in march yeah very end of, of march year. march of last year took a month-long break like didn't we were like pause we're not gonna job search because you had a five month yeah i had a very severance. generous severance package so we're like and the advice we got from everyone was, like, just chill for a minute. Yep. And, like, we – so nice. My therapist and um, actually one of the elders of the church gave us their cabin for the weekend. Or it was, like, for several days, more than a weekend. Yeah, we only made it a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was actually during the week. But yeah. anyways. It was during Easter. It was during Easter. Like, we just, like – as a family, just took a break. There was no pressure on Caleb to find a job. So then when the job hunt began, you looked at everything. I think – I don't know if this is accurate, but if I remember right, I think I applied for 100 jobs on um, in, Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I – yeah, the church jobs, uh, jobs for the city – like uh, managing pools, which I don't know why I, I, I've never managed a pool in my life. But, you know. Uh, I mean, there were some cool parks with city there, jobs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If they had good benefits or if it was like, oh, that actually would that'd be kind of fun. I did apply to be a dog catcher um, just so I could be the villain and all my kids, you know, all my kids' friends would think I was the bad guy all the time. <laughs> um, let's see. what There were some other ones that – yeah, so I mean, I just just if you've ever you know been unemployed and had to find a job after you've you know felt like you've had a long standing in a career and your transition wasn't smooth to your next thing, like it sucks. I mean, it's a, it's a pain. You look at a lot of different things. But. Yeah, and how many interviews did you do? At diff- not, yeah. I mean, probably over twenty. 
Yeah. You think I like interviewed at 20 places or? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say probably I had at least 20 different interviews, some of them were phone calls, some of them were multiple rounds, but yeah. And ultimately, I think God's hand in this was you were only offered two jobs. Yep. And yep, it was right. very drastic, the difference between these two jobs. Yep. And the timing of it, too, because it wasn't like I was offered two jobs at the same time. I was technically Correct. offered a third job at the uh, place that works with oh, the, right. the fire. We had a big fire here in Colorado this time last year, and there was a, a, a job that would have been like a case manager for that, um, but it was only temporary. It was like a two-year position, and so it just didn't seem like the right fit, and I had the, the current job I had now was offered to me at the same time. So Also the tax place. That's <laughs> So I guess you're offered a few, a few more jobs, but like I forgot about that. Yeah, I was I was um, uh, offered a job uh, essentially on the spot to be a um, front like uh, like a front a front receptionist. desk receptionist at a tax firm, where my main role would be checking people's taxes. And I don't know the difference between fifty thousand and five hundred thousand because you have because I have dyslexia and I'm very bad at numbers. <laughs> so it wasn't I, a great fit. Wasn't a great fit. But at this time, it was like I'm taking an interview that I can get and blah, blah, blah. So Yeah. So you were offered, I mean, technically more than two, but two that were like, let's talk about this. Out of the jobs I was offered, I think there were two I really considered. Yes. Yeah. So let's – the big thing that we're talking about here is in our time that we had off in this five months of like, what are we doing? You just were, came out of this really hard ministry season – what do we want for our lives? What do we want for our kids? I'm pregnant. We have so many little kids. They need so much of our attention. Like, what do we want our family to look like? And so this job that you were offered first was? Yeah, so it was, I guess it was a, I won't say who it was, but it was like a sales job in real estate where it, I wasn't like a realtor, but I was doing some things that like this firm was big enough that they needed the position of someone who could like, um, take, you know, leads, make sure they're legit and then pass them on to the realtors. And then I get a piece of that commission. Right. Uh, a good friend of mine who worked there, um, after I, I'd worked with him for a little bit at the church. And so I had reached out to, well, I didn't reach out to him. I just thought it was up and then I applied for it. Um, really like long interview process. I would say they were very thorough. Yeah. I mean, my, my first interview was like a zoom group interview and I think there were supposed to be six, five or six people on it. And then like three and like everyone like was like saw what type of interview it was. And it was and they like dropped out. So not like five or six people interviewing me. Like there were like five or six other applicants for the job in this interview process. And so um, in that just one round, though, they, in that they one said, round, yeah, they, said they had like way more. I mean, they yeah. interviewed a lot of people. Yes, they interviewed a lot of people. Um, very, I guess, competitive, um, competitive thing. And essentially what they told me at one point was, um, you know, that, like I said, they knew who I was and that, like the guy knew how my, my work ethic was like, and he was like, yeah, you, you know, if you just do what you do, you would easily make over six figures like that. Like he was like, you know, like, obviously we don't like guarantee that that would happen, but he's like, I know you. I know how driven you are and how, you know, you follow up with people and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Not 
over six figures because that would mean seven figures. Set, right, so you're right, you're right. Not six over six figures. figures. I think over six figures is, is, is $101,000 and 25 cents. Um, but, and, and it was in the $100,000 yeah. range, more than that. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, if you know anything about ministry, it does not that pay that. Drastic. That was, yeah. That was shocking. Didn't even know it, what that meant for us. Well, yeah, it was, it was like legitimately, it was like, okay, well, Ellie could quit. Um, I, you know, we, we could take the kids out of daycare. Ellie could stay home. Uh, you know, at, we, the kids could have a college fund. Are we, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I, don't I, I don't even know what I, I, I very quickly ran out of ideas of what I could do with that extra money. Um, and so we, uh, for a while I was like, this is it. This, I told my friend, I, I was at a Chili's and I was like, you know, man, I'm looking at all these different jobs. I think if this place offered me, uh, right now I would take it. Like I was like, I, this is, I think what we want to do. So interview process keeps going, um, and I keep making it to the next round. Things are looking good, you know, and I'm like, like, man, what, what, you know, like, do I need to get a new wardrobe? You know, like, I'm, I'm like, totally like, I'm, this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have another interview um, where they talk a lot about expectations and time of like. And by we? By, by we, we mean Ellie and I were like it was like it was like they were like we want to interview you with your wife, which we weren't super thrilled about just because of I was just very triggered from all my church stuff that had just happened yeah. and everything being about me and I was like okay I don't work there though so yeah so it was it immediately put some trigger not put some trigger what am I saying it, it tr- what <laughs> it triggered me it just, yeah just it just it's um. I think Steve Cuss has this saying where he talks about – Steve Cuss is a great guy. If you don't know who he is, you can look him up. Um, But he has this thing where it talks about same species syndrome. And so the idea of same species syndrome is when something happens that reminds you of a thing that's happened to you in your past – and it's not the same thing, but it feels like the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so this kind, of, this wasn't the same thing, but it felt like the same thing. And so it was kind of like all that same anxiety that we had was kind of brought bubbled up and – Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was weird. But then in that interview, I'm glad we did it because I, Me too. I don't feel like – And I think that's why they did it. Yeah. I don't know that in the interview process, you know, like they – what we learned in that, that round – was the job was just very much like, hey, you get a call, doesn't matter when, you got to answer it. Yeah, you got to you got to talk, you got to vet these leads, we got to move them on to the realtors. You're grinding, you're working holidays, you're working evenings, yeah, cri- you're working Christmas weekends. Day, you know, Georgia football games, whenever it is. And, and for the record, on New Year's Eve, I could not have taken a call to talk to someone about a house <laughs> during that that uh, Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Well, and the big thing was. <clears throat> I was like, Caleb, how are you supposed to take a phone call with our kids screaming around in the background? And even if you went into a room and closed the door, this is how this goes in our house. If we go to the bathroom, if I just need a minute and I go close the door, if Caleb's trying to let me sleep in, it's not a thing. Because then it's usually the two-year-old just comes, just will bang his head on the door until you open it. Yep. Yeah, and we can't lock the doors anymore because he'll just lock himself in the room. Yeah, that's another story. Um, so there was there was this kind of moment of you know like uh, initially this job looked like okay it would provide us the money for um, Ellie to have a lot of time with the kids that you know like 
I, I, what I was going to say was, it was like, yeah, this looks great. Like, Ellie will get to take care of the kids. We'll get to, you know, go and, like, go to Disneyland. Um, you know, this is going to be, this new new flower's life is going to be awesome. But then as it kind of came down more and more, that was what it was, is it was like, okay, I am going to get less time with the kids. and Significantly. significantly and Ellie's going to get more time. And even when it's not eight to five, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, this is how my house was growing up. When my mom took stayed home and took care of us, and when my dad came home from work, it was like like my mom was obviously still like around, but it was like you know we went to my dad for problems, talked to my dad for stuff when like he's home and not at work, right? Because the rest of the time he's at home, you know that kind of thing. In this scenario, I would leave for work, I'd come home, and I would probably still have to be working, and so it is just kind of like like I'm I would have been significantly less around. Yes, and I'll be honest, like. I like the idea of being a stay-at-home mom, but not with all four of my kids. It's too oh, it's, much. Yeah. It's too hard. You heard the story. Safety reasons, like, they are wild. Yeah. I mean, we've yet, either of us have yet to be alone with all four by ourselves. Yeah. No. I, I think it'll be a while until we do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, got, I've essentially turned down. The, I mean, like technically what they said was if you make it past this interview, the next thing we do is we like do a social thing. But if you make it past this interview, we're going to offer you the job. And so um, when they called me to tell me I made it to the next one, I was like, hey, I am really excited with this opportunity, but I just don't think that this is like going to be the job I can take to make me be like the dad that I want to be. Yeah. Um, and so. Which what? At this point, it had been like three months of your sabbatical, or not sabbatical, when I'm saying severance package. Uh, yeah, when was the family reunion? Sorry, Elliot. It was it was during that time. This was in June. June. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we were coming up on, we had like less than two months left of you finding something. Yep. Yep. So it was a risk. And I didn't, and I didn't have a backup. Too. Nope. Like there, there, there were times where it was like, I was really excited about this and it didn't fall through. And then I always had like another job, you know, that was coming up this time. It was like everything had kind of unwinded and, you know, it's hard to keep applying for jobs when you're have just been doing it all over and you feel like you're going to get one. So, yeah. so we're back to the drawing board. Um, and actually the, I, I don't remember how this all worked out, but I had applied for a job at the school that was specifically about Bible teaching. And it was like being like the campus pastor. I don't know if I've told this story. Um, and I didn't get it. And I was like really bummed because that was kind of always been a thing in the back of my mind. That's like, I would love to. I've always said you'd yeah. be such a good Bible teacher. Yeah. So um, I, I, you know, I think I, I applied for three different jobs that were just about, you know, flat, you know, working for private Christian schools, being the high school Bible teacher. Um, and so I, you know, I, I applied for the one at Longmont Christian. I didn't get it. And then months go by and I am just kind of like applying for different things out of the dark, random Longmont Christian jobs pop up that I also apply for that I don't get interviews for. So I'm like, this guy just doesn't like me. Um, that's not true though. I, I really like the executive director there. who's my boss. So, um, and what ends up happening is I'm interviewing for this job uh, for, at, like, the Fort Collins rescue mission. And 
I am really excited about it and I have this good interview and then I get an email from the the guy over at, at LCS and he's like, hey, I want to talk to you about this other job. Um, I know it didn't work out with the the campus pastor, but let's talk about this other one. And I I didn't want to. I laughed. We might have talked about this before, but I was like, this is a career killer. Like, I'm not going to go, you know. I don't think you knew what it was yet. Uh, he had mentioned in the email, I think he mentioned PE okay. and yeah, some other stuff. So eventually I talked to him and it, um, uh, I, I guess I, this is true. It is, it was the, when we talked about salary range, it was the lowest paying job of any of the jobs that I've applied for. Yeah. And by probably at least 15,000. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it was lower than what I was making at the church. By like 20,000, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, funny thing is, yeah. Um, and so I end up not getting the Fort Collins job, and we were out of time, and we we're kind of just trying to think about, uh, you know, what's best for us and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I think your sister brought this up because we were like, why do we even want to do this job? Like, why does this even seem appealing? And she was like, well, it's because you guys love Friday Night Lights. You know, you love the whole idea <laughs> of like being in a school and, and you know, being around kids and all this stuff. And so um, and then we were like, yeah, you know, we like, we do like that idea. I love like these last two weeks where they've been crazy with the kids have also been awesome being with them because this is like, like if I was still at the church, I would have gotten a week off with them and had vacation time and stuff. But this is just kind of like, that built in, the kids are home, time, you know, I get to be with them and I don't have to like worry about answering the phone or, you know, always being on call for something. Um, And so, I don't know, I think we didn't, it wasn't like in March after I had taken the time off to figure out what I wanted to do, I was like, you know what, I want to be like a PE teacher and then get summers off and hang out with my kids. Um, But... What ended up happening was through the experience of interviewing for different jobs and even the ones that were like going to give us life change generation. I, it's not generational changing money, but to us, it kind of feels like it would have been. It felt, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It felt very um, you know, that some people, I'm sure some people are listening to this and they're like, that's an average salary yep. in my field. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it got to the point where. I mean, both, I think growing up, our parents have never made money like that so it's not even like just us it's like right we never grew up with that yeah um so getting to the point though of being able to picture what my life looks like and then realizing like yep it would be more money uh but i would rather have the time with my family than than the money and then i found the job that gave me the most time instead of the and 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 the least amount of money Mm -hmm. and I've said this so many times. I'm so glad that that was the the choice I made. Oh, yeah. I have not regretted it for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the amount of time that you get now, Caleb's schedule is so awesome. Um, I mean, mean, it's essentially just when the kids are either daycare or school. That's when I'm at work. Yeah. But even they're even at daycare and school less than they were when we were at the church. Right. Um, And then, obviously... The holidays, the breaks, the summer, like it is just so much time. So, I mean. I mean, at this point, we've only experienced Thanksgiving and Christmas and it's been awesome. I can't imagine how great, you know, spring break and the summertime is going to end up being. 
But money-wise, like, when we when we break it down, it's like, you were offered the two jobs that you considered, a job that took your time. Yep. But would have given us a significant, a, lo- a lot more money, or something that had a lot of, you give, gave you time, but a lot less money. And... I think just, again, like, God's hand and, like, how everything happened, the timing, um, us just being really intentional about, like, what do we want for our family? And at the end of the day, it was, like, I'd rather be poor and be together as a family and have my kids have their dad around a lot. Um, and, I mean, so numbers-wise, we've said it's, like, it was almost, like, a $100,000 difference of how much money we turned down so we could have you home with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's if I was like, okay at the job they said. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that, that yeah. Was... They were like, if you're bad at it, we're, you're, this is what you'll be making and you'll like be in trouble. And I was like, oh, I you're like, can I be bad? Can at I it? be bad at it? Yeah. <laughs> is that an option? Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, so I guess, and this is like, you know, this is no shame for anyone who's like in a season where they're having to like work a lot and not see their kids or whatever. Cause we've been there. Like we grinded, grinded. That sounds stupid. <laughs> but like we, I mean, we both worked full time. Our kids were in daycare full time for years. And I, it, we just got to the point where like we decided like, and life happened so fast for us. Like yeah. we've been, we haven't even, Next month will be four years of us being parents. I mean, not even with the kids that we have. And there's a, I feel like there's a picture that like your mom has on a coaster that was from like two years ago. And it's, there's just four, the, the, you know, the Flowers family is four people then. And then not even two years later, there's three or six, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's literally every year we've gotten a new kid for the past four years. So, um, forever kids too, not even just our first one and life stuff happens so fast. And I think the, one of the biggest blessings of you being let go was we got to like finally pause and be like, Whoa, like we have moved so fast. Like our family's grown so fast. We've worked so hard. We've worked all these crazy hours. Like what do we actually want for our life? Um, so, so thankful to God, even again, you know, we're, we're on food stamps, <laughs> like, you know, we're not thriving in that area at all, which is fine. Like, I mean, genuinely, and again, I'm like, I don't know if it's just because that's how we grew up or whatever. Like, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I just rather, I think our time just means so much more. Yeah. But again, this is no shame if you're not in that season. This is just what our, our family needs right now. We also, you know, have kids with trauma, and so there's just a lot more there. They need yeah, they need a more. lot of attention. Yeah, they need a lot more. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then Flowers Coaching also became a dream of ours. So sorry about that. Our podcast got cut off. But um, we just wanted to encourage you that if you feel like you've been running really fast and life has just been happening to you and you haven't really had the time to think through your vision for your life, what you want in life, or maybe you do have a dream and it just seems out of reach. We would love to work alongside you and just come together on what it is that you want for your life because it does matter and um, there is more for you. Have a great weekend.